Welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is part two of a multi-part series with Heidi Ewing. First, let's hear what we did last week. thought last week's episode with Heidi Ewing was interesting, hold on to your hat. It gets really intriguing this week as we go in a lot of new directions. We pick up right where we left off, in this case, talking about the Smiths. The Smiths, stretch out in weight, oh. louder than bombs, 1987. Oh. I love this record. I love so much about this record. And in the end, really, this was an American release of two previously released British Smith's vinyl. These, these, most of these songs had been released already under different names. Then they bundled them together, called it Louder Than Bombs, and released this marvelous Smith's collection in the U.S. And this is right before The Queen is Dead and right before they're done. 
So this was a, an incredible body of work, this, this full record, Louder Than Bombs. You chose Stretch Out and Wait, a poignant, soft, yearning track. Um, what what strikes you here? What, why did you, you do this one? I think Morrissey's a vampire. I think Morrissey was put on this earth to bite people and and make them paralyzed because so many tracks from the Smiths and then Morrissey had this effect on fans of the Smiths. So it's almost a ridiculous, you know, errand to even, a fool's errand to even attempt to pick one song. I almost didn't pick one. I have two notes that I do want to say. Though. Uh, the songs that I obsessed over, I obsessed over this record, were uh, Sheila Takes a Bow. Great song. special but man did that thing rock and i really catchy catchy oh. but not a showstopper yeah, was that it does not meet your your high bar here my for criteria okay. yeah throw your homework onto the fire come out and find the one that you love come out and find the one you love but the other one was which also doesn't meet your standard it's called you just haven't earned it yet baby, baby. And you know why? Because of this. That, what you just heard, was about 10 seconds. It is only played once in that song. 
I, with old crude tools like audio cassettes, repeated that little phrase over and over again because it's so magical. That's Johnny Marr being Johnny Marr, dazzling us. And that's the only time you get to hear it in the middle of that track. I would encourage you to listen to the full song and, and remember my comment because there it is, this little jewel in the middle of you just haven't earned it yet, baby. The band is the ultimate tease. Mm. They're the ultimate tease mm. by dropping something in a little bit stingy and a little bit capricious to drop something so dope in the dead center of a song and be like, that was it. That's it. Miserly, Johnny Marr. <laughs> Johnny Marr, I think, loves Johnny Marr. Yeah. And Morrissey loves Morrissey. And you know what? I'm so okay with that. Right. I really am. A band Johnny full Marr, of egomaniacs. Yeah, he can have that. It's okay. He's worth it. Johnny Marr's worth it. I remember doing a song on Lester the Nightfly within the last couple, three weeks, four weeks. David Byrne. Ah. He was recording with David Byrne. They did a, a, an awesome track and there he was strumming away. It was just, you could hear his sound in the middle of it. They knew they were great. Johnny Marr never looked himself in the mirror and said, you just haven't earned it yet, baby. good that's clever honey. that's good but you know what they had to be they were from knock 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 is Stephen here that's Johnny Marr knocking on Mrs. Morrissey's door saying I'd like to see your son who's working for the government 26 going nowhere he was writing about music or something from that day five months later they had their first record written they were on the John Peel show doing Peel sessions and they knocked London silly. It was a knock, knock, knock. Let's write some songs. And they were the Smiths. There was no pain. There was no fighting their way to get. They were the Smiths. briefly studied jazz piano uh, in my teenage years and I was playing this song like on a tape cassette or something on the way and I missed the class basically because of this song. I played it like four times and like showed up like 45 minutes late to this class. Two icy cold hands conducting the way is there Eskimo blood in your veins with concrete and clay and general decay nature must still find a way this is a man who sees the world around us crumbling. He speaks of climate change. He speaks of pollution. But then he says, there's sex. 
stretch out and wait. And there's something, there's, there is, there is euphoria coming your way because we're just animals. And at least we have human contact. And something about all of that happening in a song of three minutes to me is genius and it's a showstopper. So that really irritates me, okay? I had the lyrics right in front of me and I was going to read them, okay? Did I get them right? Yeah. I mean, a couple things. I, I won't be nitpicky. I was ready. I went into my rich, intoxicated... Do you want to do it? Dulcet tones. Do it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's been ruined. Thank you. I'm not going to read them. And we're just going to move on, okay? <laughs> Stretch out and wait. The Smiths, louder than bombs, here on Lester the Nightfly. On the high rise estate, what's at the back of your mind? On a three-day debate, on a high rise estate, what's at the back of your mind? Two icy cold hands conducting the way It's the Eskimo blood in my veins Amid concrete and clay and general decay Nature must still find a way So ignore all the codes of the day Let your juvenile impulses sway This way and that way This way and that way Sex you to let yourself lose yourself. Stretch out away, stretch out away. Let your puny body lie down, lie down, as we lie, you say. As we lie, you say. Stretch out and stretch out away. Speaking of sex, Heidi, with your stretch out and wait, let me recall another, <laughs> this is the one that kills me, Morrissey lyric. Pin and mount me like a butterfly. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on the radio? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But we're moving from Mr. Pin and Mount Me, Morrissey, to Prince. Sex incarnate. Incarnate. Uh -huh. Private Joy, Prince, the record controversy, early Prince. This predates 1999. He wasn't, I'm using air quotes, Prince quite yet. He, you could tell. 
it was headed there. Controversy was a pretty important record. People say that this was one that kind of really put him on the map in many ways to many people, but it was not 1999 and that's what killed it. This is the year 1981. Tell us uh, about this one. This dirty man in stilettos, a shirtless man, strutted his way into everyone's life, including mine. I was not allowed to play this record. Uh, we used to go to Harmony House and I would get my, like basically allowance money and I would buy all the records, but I couldn't play them when mom was around because she would take those records from me because they were so dirty. I don't know if this is considered a B-side, a C-side. Private Joy is definitely not uh, high on the list of famous tracks, but there are so many tracks from Prince. Um, this one is pure unbridled um, joy, man. It's about him feeling like he's a badass, that the world belongs to him. It's about love. He, he throws in some surprises, some guitar solos. He switches up the track uh, halfway through. It don't seem to make no sense, but then it totally does. And to me, this is a perfect song. It's the kind of song you listen to when you need some energy and it's time to sort of like go on and take on the world and just feel like the joy of being alive. This is, in my opinion, one of his best tracks. For a bunch of years, Prince's live show was considered the best show out there. It probably lives in someone's record books as, as, as you know, on the, the list of most successful revenue. Uh, you saw him a, a number of times? I think I saw him six times maybe in my life, maybe seven. The shows would go on three, four, four hours. I saw him at Madison Square Garden, I think the last time with Janelle Monet opening up for him when she was just coming up in the world. He always knew how to pick, you know, Alicia Keys. He always knew how to pick the next best female artist from the jump. He would almost exhaust the audience um, because we were so exhausted emotionally because he kept pulling out surprise tracks. People were like screaming and crying and shouting and on their feet. And there was no one like him. There will never be anyone like him. And the world dimmed many, many degrees for me the day I found out he died when I was crossing the street in Mexico City on the way to a wedding. And people were like texting my husband saying, someone's got to tell Heidi. Did he play Private Joy? No. Oh! He didn't play Private Joy. Oh. I don't think I've ever heard him do it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a project to find when I bet it's there. Oh, of course he did it. He did so many when shows. I, did, I, I was not on the playlist that I remember. You're listening to Lester the Nightfly. Let's listen to some Prince. Thanks to Heidi Ewing. Oh, 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 
Listening right now to one of these bold and innovative radio stations. WHPW 97.3 FM in Harpswell, Maine. KYGT 103.9 and 102.7 FM, The Goat in Clear Creek, Colorado. McCartney is not like Prince. We can say that. I guess he was sort of a sex symbol, but he was never sexy. Was he ever sexy, Paul McCartney? No, never. I don't Just think so. very, very talented and rich. <laughs> rich and talented. That's enough, right? No, but right, he was, he was like sweet, and then he was kind of all caught up, and then they were done, the Beatles. I mean, it was, you know, oh, question for you. How long were the Beatles together? Ten years? Huh. Five? 
I think it was about seven. Jeez. Uh, when you really add it all, it was it was nothing. Huh? Nothing at all. They yeah. came in, they changed the yeah. scene, and they yeah. they went away. This is Silly Love Songs, Paul McCartney and Wings. The record Wings at the Speed of Sound. It's 1976. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. Great.
that was Silly Love Songs. Obviously, if, if you listen closely, you found a bunch of moments that were just jaw-dropping, so beautiful. Tell, tell us why, why you picked this one. I made a series called Love Fraud for Showtime Network last year about a con artist uh, who uh, tricks and cons many, many women into marrying him and takes all their money and runs away. And we started going down the list of compiling our favorite love songs to, to sort of use ironically at the end of each episode. And I remembered... Uh, and my business partner, Rachel Grady, remembered, um, of course, Silly Love Songs, one of the all-time greats. We tried to use it. It was too expensive. I'll tell you what struck me about this song and strikes me about this song. There is no cynicism at all in this song. What's wrong with that? I need to know. I love you is a lyric. I love. I mean, come on. It's got no cynicism and there's so much power in that. Okay, did you know why he wrote this song? No. Okay, this is great. Oh my God. And I don't know the Beatles stories, you know, like those that lived through it really properly. But this song, this is a quote now. The song written in response to John Lennon and music critics accusing McCartney of predominantly writing silly love songs. No way. And sentimental Slush. Couldn't name it sentimental slush. This was a response. So let me let me quote the dear Sir Paul. And by the way, I just want to say this. Nothing held back. Thank God for Paul McCartney. I am so glad he's alive. I'm so glad that he's making records. He's out there singing and performing and hanging out with James Corden. And God bless you, Paul McCartney. I don't listen to a lot of Beatles. I'm just glad you're still in our world. And I really mean that from my heart. This is what Paul said about this song. But over the years, people have said, ah, he sings love songs. He writes love songs. He's so soppy at times. I thought, well, I know what they mean, but people have been doing love songs forever. I like them. Other people like them. There's lots of people I love. I'm lucky enough to have that in my life. So the idea was that you may call them silly, but what's wrong with that? Thank you, Sir Paul. So good. Silly love songs. Heidi, we're going to take a big departure. We're leaving Sir Paul and the UK. Lots of UK on your list. You mm, guilty as Thomas. charged. I didn't even realize. Scotland, England, lots of Manchester. I like the cold climates. Seriously, yeah. Let's go to a warm climate. Let's go right into the song. I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and let's just hear it, and then we'll talk about it. Una mañana, Jose Jose. The record is called Cuidado. It was released in 1998, but in reality, it was first sung and first recorded in 1969. And what I mean by that is that the source material was released in 69, but there are records out there from 88 that you can, you can go grab. Una Mañana from Jose Jose.
será cuando me digas creo en tu amor me digas que no sientes temor y cuando salga el living in Los Angeles to early in my film career. I made friends with a married couple. He was Mexican. He would drink tequila late at night after we'd have dinner and he would pull out his guitar and he would sing his favorite songs. One night he sang Una Mañana Linda. I was completely entranced. I was paralyzed. I thought it was an incredible melody with a wonderful lyric. I do speak Spanish. And I spent years after that, every time I go to Mexico, asking, you know, mariachis who come to your table or who are in the square, can you do Una Mañana Linda? And they always said, no, no, no podemos hacer. Muy complicado. It's not a song that mariachis do. It's a love song. But Jose Jose made it famous. It was one of his signature songs, but it was not, you couldn't ever ask anyone to sing it for you. I eventually tracked down the recording on vinyl uh, when I was visiting a friend in Mexico City many, many years ago, and they played it for me. And I, and I realized it, was, it had been Jose Jose who'd sung it, but my friend who played the guitar didn't know that. So it was one of those like quests to find out who originated the song, what are the recordings of it. And he's an epic romantic voice in a very traditional Mexican style. He was a, a raging alcoholic and had a very, very tragic death. He died at age 71. He's a legendary hero and figure and tragic figure in Mexico. And for me, this song sort of encapsulates sort of his top and his peak. It's beautiful. He did have some major success. He recorded with Julio Iglesias, Placido Domingo. I mean, he reached great heights. It's sad that he... It ended that way. Hey, okay, back to our conceit here, right? Show-stopping, paralysis, stop, stops what you're doing and you just have to listen. This definitely does that. Lester the Nightfly is proudly produced in partnership with 
WPVM, 103.7 FM in Asheville, North Carolina, the voice of Asheville. Heidi, strange, very odd to my ears, the song Voyeur's Gaze, the artist Shy Girls, okay, you'll explain, and then the record is called Timeshares from 2013. I, I've never heard it. I don't know it. It is a stunning song. I'm not doubting you, but how did this thing happen? And why is it here? I have no idea how I first heard this song, where and how and who. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> and it wormed its way in. I, I can't even recall how. It's got some um, reminiscence to Prince, of course, like like most falsetto singer Mel singers have at this point there's a stopping and a starting I find it very sexy this is like a movie to, a song to like you know turn the lights off to and you know be with your loved one or whatever it's just a very sensual song I think it's the most sensual song on my list so the, in this way for me it's a showstopper and I have no idea where it came from or what other stuff that they sing Shy Girls is Dan Okay, Dan Vidmar. I hate to ruin this sexy stuff here. Dan Vidmar is Shy Girls. Okay, <laughs> his stage name is Shy Girls. Uh, American alternative R and B singer, songwriter from Portland, Oregon. Incredible. It's not sexy. He, it's, there's, there's nothing sexy there. oh. about his biography, mm-hmm. no. but there's everything sexy about Dan's song, <laughs> Voyeur's Gaze. Everything is going to go home with you. Show you everything. I 
So weird. All of it's weird, but you know what? From the Artists place. come from everywhere. You got we can't be prejudiced. because indeed I am responsible for this one and the song is called Siempre Tu it's from Angela Carrasco the record is Con Amor it's 1981 let's listen and we'll talk about it Yeah. 
Okay, that was Anela Carrasco, the song Siempre Tu, 1981, the record con amor, extremely rare, particularly hard to track down. The recording, there's a tragedy here, Heidi. Well, there's some a lot of tragedies here, one of which is we spent years trying to track this stuff down. You yeah. brought this back. You went on a trip in Mexico. Yeah. You can tell the story of how yeah. you discovered this artist. Yeah. But there was a cassette tape laying around the house. It passed from hand to hand to hand. It was only available on Spotify. Like, I ju- we just found it, like, last year. It, it, it was not findable, and it was extremely frustrating. It was one of those tracks where you're like, oh, is it lost to us forever? Because all we had was that cassette. And it was a flawed cassette that had something wrong with one of the spokes, and it would vibrate in a weird way, and we weren't sure if it was part of the song or not. And, and yet we played the thing over and over, and we could never get a decent recording. And guess what? When we got a decent recording... It's not a decent recording. It's not a decent recording. <laughs> it, it's barely listen. I mean, it's like in an echo chamber. It's It was poorly recorded. Now, Heidi, to your credit, you pulled out the stops to get... What did you get? Did you get a CD? You- I ended up ordering a CD, I think, from Spain at some point. It was, it was a few years ago. I think that's what happened. I think I had, or I found one very, very expensive. It was like a secondhand thing was like $75 or something crazy like that. And only now recently is it on Spotify. I don't know what happened here. Uh, well, but I remember some facts that you related to me because you had people on the case like hunting this down. It was recorded in Argentina. Not Mexico. That's right. That's what. And that's why I couldn't find it. Crummy. Mm-hmm. To use a friendly word, a crummy recording studio, so that the audio engineer should be shot because no one's re-recorded this song. It is stunning. It is amazing. The chorus is lovely, and I'll just say when you hear the words "antes tu," the world changes for me, at least. You'll hear "siempre tu," "siempre tu," and then antes to and it, it's it's just the most lovely thing i was in merida in Me- mexico it was a high school trip with our spanish teacher oh my course, god right amazing we went to uh chichen itza we went to tulum we went to you know it was it was a, a high school trip and i picked up the cassette just because i wanted to get something from my trip that was musical and I remember the beautiful girls and drinking beer because we could, I guess, around the pool <laughs> in, in our little hotel. I, it was doing things we should never have been allowed to do. And I happened to pick up this cassette. And it, it this is 40 years later. Unreal. And we're talking about Angela Carrasco and Siempre Tu from 1981. Just a quick program note, you can hear this song, Kamagwe by Angela Carrasco, as well as all of her tracks and everything else in this show at LesterThanNightfly.com. Yeah. 
that was Cosas Que Pasan from Angela Carrasco, 1981, the third of our three tracks from that lovely record, Con Amor. Thank you, Heidi, for bringing that to us. Next week on Lester the Nightfly, we continue with filmmaker Heidi Ewing. She has some more really mind-blowing tracks for us, Paralysis and Euphoria, including songs from Frank Ocean. A tornado flew around my room before you came. Excuse the mess it made. It usually doesn't rain in Southern California, much like Arizona. My eyes don't Pedro Infante. Amorcito corazón, yo tengo tentación de un beso. Que se prenda en el calor de nuestro gran amor. Sao George. Oy, oy, oy. And a flock of seagulls. Trying to break all connections. Tune in next week here on Lester the Nightfly. This has been a PJ DJ production. Mm-hmm.